Amazing can happen any night. Tommy's got 14 pizzas on the way. <laughs> and I mean? that's the big number. Sure. You know what I mean, Mariano? What's good, man? I'm gonna All start, right. I want to start prank calling people and just telling them that a massive amount of pizzas are on the way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, man, hey, you fuck around to call me, I'm going to be looking out for them pizzas. Like, <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm looking out for them pizzas. What's going on, Tom? How are you, man? I'm good. Happy New Year, my man. Happy New what's Year. Up, what's too, up, brother? Maury? How oh, are you? Buddy? Oh, the big Vaz. Oh, Vaz. The Vaz. big Vaz. What's good, my boy? I'm chilling, man. Hey, man. Listen, dog. Couple days, baby. Couple days. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm it's saying? So Jay, many people, it's so Jay, many people um, coming down. It's, it's, I'm, it's I'm going to tell, tell you the crazy <laughs> thing. is So last time, the last New York show, the Brooklyn show, you know, we, we talked about it before. Jay was hitting me. And I didn't want to tell Jay, like, I can't make it. So I was just like, man, I got to. I can't text Jay back right now, but like this time, <laughs> he's been emailing me. He's been hitting me on my email with the with the you know with all the dates. I'm like, yeah, flight man, info, yeah, flight <laughs> info, the date, the time. He sent it again. I said, yeah, it's happening. Be close, like it ain't. Yeah. Yeah, so wait, what what day are you touching down? I'm actually coming there Friday. Um, okay, like Friday morning. It, it was Which weird because I that's, forgot. That's really I forgot th- that like you know LA is on a different time because it said I leave here oh, yeah, yeah. at like eight <laughs> and get there at ten, but it's a five. I'm like a five out. Whoa! Like, you get there at ten a.m. Ten a.m. LA West. time. Yeah. Oh, so you got a West. whole day Friday and then a whole Yo. day Saturday. Yep. Yep. I, yep. I forgot that Mari was coming. This is gonna be great. Oh, come oh on. yeah, man. I never I'm forget there. about you, Mari. Just know, <laughs> just know, I never forgot about you. Yeah, Unlike I know, Zach, I, <laughs> I remembered before I even knew about it. I'm too, I'm, I'm too busy liking every picture of my godson. That Absolutely. Posts, okay? hey, you know what's crazy? You know what's crazy? So my wife, um, my wife had hit me one day. She was like, "Hey," she was like, "Did you uh?" She was like, "You know this guy like right here, right? Like that's the dude that's on the." On the podcast, so I said, yes, my man Zach. She was like, you named him the Godfather? I was like, what you mean? She was like, he keeps saying he's the Godfather. <laughs> I hate that she had to find out that way, but yeah. I said, hey, man, I said, hey, if Zach Give said it, that's news. what it is. Yeah, I said, hey, if, if Zach said it, that's just what it is. Like, this family. <laughs> and Mari, this is your first time coming to L.A.? It's my first time in L.A., man. Very wow. first time in L.A. Super fired. Wow. Yeah, man. I can't wait, man. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it, man gonna love that traffic oh man i listen if there's anything like atlanta traffic then boy like oh yeah, you're you're gonna be here, straight. you'll be straight especially landing at 10 you'll be fine it won't be too crazy around like 10 30 yeah, yeah. it's not so bad yeah 
Yep, so, yep, 10, like, yeah, 10, yeah, it was like, like 10 30. I think it is 10 30 in the morning. Hmm. I got to figure this out. How? Well, we'll talk about it offline. We got to talk. Yeah, what, do you yeah. get, what about you, Ethan? When are you getting in? Uh, I'm trying to. Uh, um, I guess morning to afternoon on Friday. Oh, shit. My man, Ethan, too. What's going on, Ethan? Ooh. Damn, I'm, yeah, getting yeah. the, I'm getting to meet all my uh, idols. <laughs> I get to meet Ethan, too. Oh, I, I, it's it's going to be a weird weekend because I have to help Matt climb and move, apparently. It's one of what? those things where what? I got tricked. I got trapped. No. <laughs> <laughs> you got trapped. You, can, you, you got the me. move trap. Yeah, yeah. He, he said you can stay with me. And then I got the update, and he said, "Oh, by the way, I'm moving that weekend." And I'm like, "Okay." I'm gonna tell you how much I hate moving. Um, at one of my old jobs, uh, one of my coworkers was moving, and she tried to like get me to come help her, and she said she'll provide beer and pizza, and I still said no. No, it's the worst. It's the worst. Ethan, did you rent a pickup truck? Uh, rent a pickup truck? What? Yeah, what, like what, as a rental just, car. Yeah, you, know, if you have it. a pickup truck. Yes. You get roped into moving. Oh no! Yeah, I don't all know. the I, time, bro. I'm renting a car after Uber came to be. I, I think it was uh, it was all it was all down. Da- I used to that used to be, and this is a tangent. But if you were on the road, if you were a beat reporter, you would be renting cars all over the country. Yep. And then once once Uber came along, it just du- I mean, just renting a car is so inconvenient. It's yeah. just crazy. It's a pain in the ass. Yeah, Getting it, it and bringing it back is like. Oh my god! Jesus I rent. Christ, I rented a dude. car to go up to Oregon because I didn't want to put miles on my car, and it was such a pain in the ass getting there and and getting and dropping the car off. Yeah. I, I mean, it's hard enough to know what window you have to to catch a flight, but when you're throwing in, I need to go drop my rental car off at some place, and I have no idea what the procedure is. You just have yeah. no idea. It's well, the not. It's never at the airport. It's Gotta always do national. Like National's the way to go. Have you ever have you ever gotten well, they to, the airport to drop off a car and the car rental isn't open yet? Oh man. I mean, you just pick There's it up. no worse feeling. No worse feeling than going to the rental car to drop off the car and it's too early in the morning. It's not open yet. Yeah. I just hate All the right. part where like when you're actually about to go in there and get it, like every time you think you're done and they're about to hand you the keys, they hand you something else to sign. Like, <laughs> it's like, no, that's, that's, that's why the keys and get the fuck out of here already. Like, do national. Nationally, just there go to the garage. Laminated, just Jade, some Jade, what is this ad that you're reading? This is terrible copy. <laughs> A national ad. Just go pick it up, get in the car, drive out. Jade, you know? you're only saying that because ESPN's like default one was national. Yeah, have by you the like way, played the field yet? The, inter, the well, Enterprise, where they're like, we pick you up. Enterprises never pick me up. Never. <laughs> what else? What they else add. is I like? What else other? Hertz. Hertz Enterprise. No. Hertz. Hertz sucks. I just Hertz. Now they got they got a they got a um. I mean, don't tell Nick Saban that. I mean, they Hertz have an Airbnb type of thing called Toro. Oh Whereas, man! Like, you're just renting the cars of just normal people. Hertz is in trouble. They, they gotta they gotta create some buzz. They gotta bring OJ back. They gotta they gotta bring <laughs> the OJ car. Oh shit! They, they, gotta, they gotta have OJ in those commercials again, just to go a little bit viral and create some controversy. <laughs> yeah. hey, quick tangent, Jade. I think I might have a stage social media event for you. Okay. Uh, UFC, a very attractive UFC fighter. Oh yeah. Allegedly, was you know somebody tried to rob her, a dude, oh, yeah. and she whooped his ass. Allegedly, yeah. 
Yeah. And I mean, and and uh and pinned him down until the cops got there. Like she detained him too. She didn't just yeah. beat him up. She held him there until the cops got there. I went. I went. Class out this guy like, this is nothing like on TV. Like you supposed to stop this shit now. Like I like I just tap. Like come on, this <laughs> right? Yeah, tap, yeah. You, you tap, go, and she has to let you go. Right? Like then you <laughs> right. run away from the cops. Yeah. On TV, though, in a lot of fights, you just punch somebody and they just go down in a heap and you just knock. It's so much easier to knock somebody out on television or in a movie than in real life. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you, I see, you see the alone, guy, dude, you like, see the picture, the dude. Yeah, I seen the picture. I mean, he looks wrangled. Let me see this. I mean, if you've never been punched before, no, it can kind of I, I, I could see where it would be surprising. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know where this. So I, I put into Google. I didn't even know how to Google this. And I type in UFC woman fighter. And the fourth result is UFC woman fighter poops herself. Why is that go. a suggestion on Google? Wow. Is that well, probably during a fight? The ring? During yeah. a fight. Yeah. <laughs> Because it happened, got a lot of clicks. Obviously, you know, the thing, the thing with, with the woman who um, at McDonald's, who was apparently a boxer. See that? Yes, that was awesome. So, I, I don't know. Ish poops herself in seventeen. So, you think it's fishy? Yeah, maybe I'm just being it, sexist because she's good you looking. Know it, is? it just reminds me of those um, Chappelle show skits where it's like when keeping it real goes wrong, where like you, <laughs> you tap somebody in public, but you didn't know that they were like a ninth degree black belt. You Yo, know what I'm saying? They whoop your you, ass. <laughs> had you seen the picture of the pistol? The cardboard yes, pistol? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> the, the what? Yes, the, the NYPD, they found the guy with a gun on him, and he's carrying like a straight up, like something straight out of a Western. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like long skinny no, no, no. ass barrel. No, no. The guy in Bra- in Brazil who oh, mugged no, this woman. He was holding well, a piece she was of talking about was, the, the NYPD was, no, 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 no. The guy. No. He had the oldest gun in the history of guns, dude. No, dude. the woman who was you're talking about got uh the guy had a cardboard replica of a pistol. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, dude. I don't know how stage this is. This guy's face looks like it, it went through a meat grinder, man. Oh my god! It, it looks like he got tuned up, yeah. uh, tuned up pretty pretty good by uh, Pollyanna Vienna. Yeah, but if you're willing to take a beating oh, for the UFC promotion, yeah, you know? <laughs> that's true. Tuned that's a good up. question. How much? How much money would you accept? Okay, you're going to get by a female UFC fighter. And there's no limit on how badly she might she might tune you up. There's no whatever. limit. Damn, my there's own. no limit. Wow, so you got gold everything. No limit. <laughs> Damn, B. Uh, tanks and think. all. Let me think. What's the hmm? I would need at least ten that, grand. Do you think that that no yeah, limit at least tank grand, really, Was that no limit tank <laughs> really gold? Yeah, that's dangerous. <laughs> no. These guys are killers. These people. Like, no, I would need at least ten grand, dude. Like, there's no way. They're killers. These people also, in the fucking MMA, man. That this woman would have been able to hold me down until the cops. Came. <laughs> look at why, I would have been able to run away. Yo, like, this guy was clear. <laughs> look, look at the picture. of This guy. He's clearly a junkie. He's oh, clearly a junkie. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Did too. you like, see? He might did, have been a crackhead. So, did anyone see that thing with the New York City policeman taking on like eight like crackheads? Yeah, <laughs> Yo, that was amazing. Dude, it was like watching a zombie flick. Dude. Yes. That sounds like a level in Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I, you know why I go hold you? I'll probably, probably let it happen for 100,000. Just, just, just 100. I'm, I'm, I'm looking up Pollyanna Vienna's height and weight. Yeah, I don't just, think it would uh, take, like, you hit you hit five figures, I'm I'm in. 
Also, a little yeah, known Paul fact: Vienna is uh, is five foot seven, one hundred and fifteen pounds, and I'm kind of leaning in Waz's direction now. And she invented yeah, the fucking Vienna sausage. So. She's taller than I thought. She's probably also like, but she's one hundred and fifteen of. All muscle, I'm guessing. Like that's a different one. Well, I'm literally yeah. twice her size. I'm not saying literally. you, Waz. I'm not saying you. I'm saying. Hold the on, dude. I'm just telling you. Like I'd be able to run away. <laughs> I need to know how big the guy is. <laughs> I mean, hold on, hold so, on, hold on, hold on. Waz, when's the last time you ran? You're a weightlifter. Uh, I run. I run. I run. I'm, you know what, Waz? I'm not even gonna ask you why you're running because I'm gonna just leave that. You know, whatever. <laughs> I'm gonna just take your word for it. But. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I was always impressed by? I was impressed that uh, Usain Bolt uh, had never run a mile in his life. I always thought that was one of the coolest details. That was just... Would he? He never had to. Why? Why would he? Yeah. Well, I guess it makes (laughs) sense. But you just... You would think that at some point, if you were somebody who gets paid to run, that you would have run a mile at some point. If I find out the best at running the shortest distance, why would I ever want to go longer? You you could be the best even better... If by the one miler, you think he just says that though? He probably just says that. I like the suspicion. Yeah, <laughs> Jade, the suspicion. Surprise, He's Jade went contrarian on that one. Right. I mean, come I, on. I, I just—if you were the best at running, you don't think that one day you would just go, "Oh, let's just keep it going for the next couple minutes." No, he just was hey, never. But, but Jade, you know what? I'm, I meant to hit you the other day and tell you this, Jade. I'm glad, glad I got you here now. I do believe you about the um. The fake moon landing thing because I never you you know how like girls take trips or like dudes take trips to like Miami and they always post it on the gram like take me back. When do we see a moon picture like take me back? Like you know what I'm saying? Like we don't <laughs> there ain't any of those out there. Like you would think that's a pretty big deal. Like, uh, yeah, imagine you know I mean? imagine if Charles like nobody flew over the Atlantic after nineteen twenty seven when Charles Lindbergh did it. Yeah. That'd be crazy, right? That'd nobody be so cares. crazy. Flash Zach, you gotta run now. <laughs> Oh, Waz. <laughs> Waz nipping it in the bud. Hello, Neil and Buzz. I'm talking to you by telephone from the Oval Room at the White House. And this certainly has to be the most historic telephone call ever made from the White House. I just can't tell you how proud we all are of what you have done. For every American, this has to be the proudest day of our lives. And for people all over the world, I am sure that they too join with Americans in recognizing what an immense feat this is. Because of what you have done, the heavens have become a part of man's world. To the basket buds on the Count the Things Network, whatever the hell we're calling this thing. I, don't, I never know. Uh, I'm Zach Harper. We've got Big Pause. Podcast, Basket yeah. Buds. Yeah, I mean, they, oh, hold on a second. They clicked it. You know what you're listening to. This isn't showing up on a radio somewhere. I, that's why I don't believe in introductions anymore. I'm out on introductions. Oh, yes. You know what you're doing. Uh, Big Waz is here. Ethan Strauss. Dave DeFour. Mariano. Uh, who else? I, Tom Hackerstra. I, I, I just threw that out there for Mario. I was like, no way Mario c- could join, but it happened. Yes, it happened. And, and Mario's going to be in LA. Yeah. I don't know if Jade's putting this entire uh, first part of the call on, but Mario will, 
Play he will be better. at the live show, the sold yes. out live yes. show at the Bootleg Theater. And I'm getting the lineup the day before, so it's fresh as soon as I touch down, and you can marvel at my hairline in person Me too. instead of just hearing yeah. about it. You know Me what I mean? Too. I'm getting, I'm actually getting a haircut tomorrow just so I can have a little stubble. I'm going, I'm going Thursday, <laughs> Thursday, because that's that second day after the haircut. Oof. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's when it's really, like fair. like when it had when it had a little a night to marinate. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, 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 serious. That's a real uh, thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's a real. I'm also, right I'm, also a, I'm doing an infrared sauna this week. I'm gonna try oh, that. Out. Tan? Shit. No, no, no. The heat it's, shock, heat oh. shock proteins. Oh, sorry. That's no, a, I'm gonna sweat my. You just dick. got way too excited there. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I'll get a, I'll get a, I'll get a spray tan if we, if we throw some money my way. I'll do hey, that for money. <laughs> yo, anyone ever do a sweat lodge? Yes, sweat lodge, man. Like it's a gotcha. It's amazing. Yes, a sweat lodge. Like you um, go into a tent. Eat, hasn't done this. With Ethan, some that's rocks. Like hippie stuff you do. You put, you put is? rocks in we a fire. Went, we once went to a Russian, uh, what is it? A, the Russian oh, baths or Russian house. whatever it's called. It's called Harper and I were once once at one of those. And I have to say, I don't, I don't, I don't want to seem like I'm xenophobic or small minded, but I was terrified by all the locals. I was terrified <laughs> by said them. Those women were terrifying in there. What was Every that movie? Terrifying. They're all Brazilian <laughs> MMA fighters. No, they were all Russian. It was were- all. It, it, it was definitely an Eastern Promises vibe. Oh I was worried God. about making some <laughs> etiquette air. I remember I, the group like tried to make some joke with the woman at the desk as we were like handing over our phones and everything, and she was yeah. not having. It. There no, were, there was no, no humor in the we, woman's life at all. We were interlopers, and yeah. uh, it, it, it was. Look, <laughs> it's, dude, that, um, I don't know if he worked there, but there was this. Big Russian guy, or I'm assuming he's Russian. Big Russian guy in one of the rooms, <laughs> just like whipping you with like, uh, like leaves. And I, I honestly don't know if he was working there because he was in a towel. <laughs> yeah. What if he just we stopped were, there because we he was bored? He just showed up to do that. Like, fuck, well, I got enough to do. And he's yeah. just- <laughs> go hit some people with some leaves. <laughs> Yeah, for for those for those who want a little location, we we were in Brighton Beach, so we were in the United States, but not quite in the United States. Yep. But it's oh, one of those strange oh, things. Oh, in Brighton it Beach. wasn't just something we happened to do. This was your bachelor party. It was. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I, I, mean, I was, was kind of I'm glad you said that because I was waiting on the explanation of how y'all got. I was like, is this just uh, a random Wednesday for these guys? Like, what's well, this? Well, this my, my friend, friend Matt restaurant. Yeah, my friend Matt Kleiman, who's in comedy, thought that this would be a very funny thing to do, and it kind of was. Ah, ah. <laughs> Wait, you had your bachelor party in New York? I don't even know. I can't even remember it's why like, anything happened. It was before All Star Weekend, right? So like, we spent like an extended oh, week before. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to. I, I'm trying to remember how everything happened. But anyway, um, then Mark yeah. didn't get invited to the wedding. It was. Uh, I now I'm very uncomfortable. I I, I feel I feel badly. I, that would be my recommendation to anybody listening is invite more people to your wedding than you think you should. I have a lot of regrets over not inviting more people to my wedding. So <laughs> I'm just throwing that. Sorry. That was that freaking crazy cold weekend in New York. Yeah. It was nuts. Yeah, it is terrible. Hey, speaking of cold, uh the Minnesota Timberwolves coaching seat is pretty cold. Because they got rid of their other guy. Oh. Out. Are we all older than the coach of the Minnesota Timberwolves? Is everyone at least 32? I turned 32 in a month. Okay, so Waz so, the only one. I'm oh, he's going to get eaten alive, man. 
You can't be that young. Plus, <laughs> yeah. plus uh, thirty-one. That's got to mean something, right? Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> man. A lot of strife. A lot of strife. I've seen a lot of hard times. Like. <laughs> I bet it was. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns claims that no one saw it coming, which I don't believe because I heard that things were not uh, going to last the entire season. I didn't think it was going to happen before the All-Star break. But uh, if I heard it, I'm assuming Carl heard it. Uh, but yeah, the the firing after a 22 point. I, well, here's the thing. I, everyone's focusing like, hey, they won by 22. What's the deal? They were also at the midpoint of the season. And they have season ticket renewals coming up. It had nothing to do with they. They could have lost by twenty. They could have won by a hundred. They were going to fire him that day. <laughs> like it didn't. It didn't matter. And Think so, about how crazy that is, though. You win by a hundred points and just be like, all right, man, no, thanks. That's too many. You're out, Tom. <laughs> well, it's a weird thing because you were. A, it means you were a dead man walking, no matter what you did in that yeah. game. Yeah, it, um, it's, it's, it, he it, should have got a little pissed off. Like, Tom, he should have suited up at the two. Well, you know what I mean? Set a couple <laughs> hard screens. Oh yeah. You think it? You think I it's? Know, I felt think that way when I got, got fired. I, I, I felt that way. I felt that way when I got fired. To be honest, was I just covered a playoff series, and I was just. Could somebody have just told me so I could have just exerted absolutely <laughs> no effort for that week? <laughs> yeah, that's the part I where it's like I actually got up and I actually gave a lot of fucks that I didn't have to, and you guys just <laughs> everybody was in on it except me. Like, okay. <laughs> it's it's you just feel like if the die was cast you feel a little bit a little bit duped um but maybe it's good i feel like it's better for your reputation if you went out in a win if you're thibs maybe it's it's a little better but i don't know i mean maybe this isn't the reporting i don't harper could tell me probably better i heard that part of it was that he didn't he didn't uh, really mesh with the business side or he wasn't a good schmoozer he didn't mess with the business side at all like at all which doesn't occur to fans, I think, as a problem. I, 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 well, I wouldn't think that they'd even think that that would be a thing. And oh, yet it course. is a thing. No, because you want to, I mean, they want to be like, and I'm not just talking about Minnesota fans. I think all fans, like they want to be glad handed a little bit, right? Like by the coach and like, like, oh man, it's so important for us. And like Tom would say the right things. And if they were like, hey, this sold out crowd tonight, how important was it to get a win in front of these fans? And he'd be like, oh, you know, the fans are great and all this. You know, he would say all that crap, but he wasn't that involved with anything outside of those comments. uh, Mostly because he just not involved with anything outside of those comments or outside of anything. Like he just sticks to analyzing basketball and all that crap. And so, um, and so they, especially with the, the mood and the vibe of the fan base with those like that reporting of the season ticket renewals being, uh, being pretty weak right now. And, and that whole, you know, idea of the business side suffering because he's still a part of the team in the future. Like that's real. Like that, that fan base wanted him out. He's getting booed every game. And so you're trying to get people to renew for a team that's under 500 and they don't like the coach or the president, like, and he's not willing to do that business stuff. That's, you know, that's dead man walking situation. And he was already, everyone already knew he wasn't going to last past this season uh, because of the way the Jimmy Butler thing went down. It was just, yeah. And that's the thing, Zach is like, you can't hide behind, Hey, it's the reason why attendance is 78% filled at home this year. The second lowest attendance in the NBA uh, you can't point to that and be like, hey, that's Jimmy Butler's fault when you were the guy who brought him in and 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 tried to keep him long term and it just completely fell apart. 
and made a national scene. So yes, you can blame Jimmy Butler for that a little bit being like, Hey, he ruined our season by doing the trade demand and, and going on national TV and all that stuff. But that was all Tom Thibodeau trying to make that trade happen as the president of basketball operation. How long will it be before another franchise gives a guy the coaching and, and GM job together? It's going to be like, what next year? Someone's going to forget. Yeah. (laughs) someone. At least two months. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I I saw a bunch of people saying, you know, with the recent run, Oh, I just don't see it happening anytime, man. So many owners are so stupid. No, 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 no. I, I, well, I mean, I agree about that part, but, but about the part of it (laughs) happening again, um, it's not a, it's not something that happens a lot. Mm. Like we it's have not like, like four or five in the last three years or something recently, like that? but before that it wasn't a lot. Like I don't think, I don't think we'll have one in a very long time. But you know what though? It, but, but, but we might, because you know, the league, a lot of times these guys are like built to, you know, look at, look at where somebody else failed and say, Oh, well watch me. I'm going to do it. You know what I mean? I'm going to do it right this time. And then when they fail, somebody else is like, all right, well, what are we going to do? And like, now you just got this domino effect of everybody trying this shit. So, I mean, it, it might be sooner than, than Rick think, Pitino. Like. Larry Bird's not walking through that door, fans. And the thing with Tibbs is like when he when he got on the market as a coach, he had he had this sterling reputation as somebody who got the most out of his players. The Timberwolves defense was terrible. And it was this idea that he was a miracle worker on defense. So like Ethan just said, he did have a lot of leverage. I don't know. I don't know who the coach is conceivably who could get fired mm. <laughs> from his previous job and then come into his new job making all the you, demands you know that what? he actually wants. You, you, you know, you know what was the part that's crazy to me is that so both of these guys came from Chicago, which is like, you know, like, come on, you know what's going on with the front office there. And like yeah. none of this happened here. I'm, I'm trying to figure out why it took for that change of scenery. You know what I mean? Like Jimmy Butler's been Jimmy Butler. Like, you know, obviously Tibbs is Tibbs, but it's like in Minnesota, it all fell apart because like now they're both gone from there and the fallout was so crazy. But I'm just I, I'm, I'm still having a hard time figuring out why, why, why there instead of like Chicago because it's, you know, it's just, you know, it's just kind of weird. Yeah, I I also just wonder how much of what happened, and it's hard to know, is that some of the younger players just aren't as good or as complete uh, as the expectations were for them. And if anybody could have done anything about that, I don't know if anybody could have made Wiggins into what people wanted Wiggins to be. Carl Anthony Towns is so talented, but defensively, I remember Nate Duncan said early in his career that he's just never going going to be a, a good defensive player and that was that was effectively the prediction we'll have to see he's still young so I wonder if it was expectations that caught up to Thibodeau and I wonder if somebody else would have done something dramatically better with this roster hey well, Zach, how, how's their strength and conditioning for that team because I, I think part of his problem on defense is like his lower body strength sucks you watch yeah, him just, I mean he, I mean, he well, can't it's, post it's part like, of his problem it's part of his problem in posting up too. Like he doesn't hold position at all. Like, yeah, his, 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 like he's a strong guy, but his lower body is, is not, um, is not great. Uh, yeah. I mean, their strength and conditioning is fine, but it's also like, if you're expecting a 22 year old to have a complete body, you know, against 28 to 32 year olds who have been doing it for 10 years, like that's just not typical. Like, I think we look at certain examples like, well, this guy did it. And this guy's strong enough. It's like, yeah, that one yeah. guy, but how many guys come in and they're not, you know, and they're already yeah. like 
man body, like ready to, yeah, to yeah, go. And he's not exactly strength, built but, like Zion either. Well, right, right. right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's, he's really, he's really lanky. You know, like it's yeah, it's kind of it's kind of crazy to see him do lot, like a game, between the legs dunk. A lot of his game exposes that about his body too, like the way he actually plays. Because like you can you can get away with some of that stuff if you play. You know, if you don't go down there and try to post up so much, but when you do it so much, we have a lot of footage to see you getting pushed off your position and yeah. running out of the post. You know what I'm saying? So it's just you know, it, I like. I don't know. Man, I, it's I, hard, I it's like, hard for me to watch what what Pop has done with guys like Danny Green or even Kawhi or. Or whoever, um, Deontay Murray to think that like Andrew Wiggins wouldn't have been a better player on the Spurs. I don't know, man. Also look at like look at Wiggins. One, the Timberwolves are not exactly the Spurs, right? As an organization, the way they're (laughs) no, no, no. But look at this too. Like in terms of consistency, I kind of put it in. This maybe is a weird comparison, but Alex Smith, quarterback, had six different offensive coordinators in his first six years, right? Couldn't mm. really like get it together, and everyone's like, "Oh, he sucks. He's a bust." It's like, yeah, but there's no consistency, right, within that organization. Like he doesn't like he's learning a new play, a new system every single year of his career. With Andrew Wiggins, it's I, I draw a similar uh, example of like Flip was his coach, and then he passes away. Sam Mitchell is his coach. He's Sam Mitchell, and Tom Thibodeau is his coach, right? Like in the first three years, he has three um, three different coaches, and. I wouldn't say any of them are are exactly visionaries in the modern game of basketball with offense or or even defense. Like you know, Tibbs system is is a little outdated. Um, I still think it can be effective if it's if it's played more aggressively, which the Wolves rarely did. But um, but in terms of that, like there was no consistency in that. And I think when there's no consistency in that respect, and you already have questions about um, about his focus, like that's not exactly keeping his focus in any way. Wait, also, but, but, but with consistency with Tibbs, he's gotten worse. Well, well, his role got worse too. Like he, like Jimmy, in what sense? Jimmy Butler came in and, and hijacked the offense. Now the offense was very successful last year, but Jimmy Butler came in and hijacked the offense. You notice since the trade, there have been a couple of down shooting moments. But in terms of how Andrew Wiggins has played, he's improved a lot since the Butler trade. Like he's a better player since the Butler trade. That's, his role that's is- another interesting aspect to this: is that they didn't get. It, the trade has not been such a disaster for them. The Covington has really, yeah. Covington's been great for them. That's the point I've been making this whole time. I, I think Tibbs was better as a GM than he was as a coach. Oh yeah, I've said mm-hmm. that the whole time. Everyone kills him for the yeah. oh, Timberwolves, and yeah, yeah, I get Timberwolves. Yeah, okay, now we can move on from that joke and let everyone in Vegas and all that stuff. But like, but the the roster is actually in a much better place than it was. Uh, before he got there and everyone freaks out that, well, they had Wiggins and Levine and towns. You think like, I love Zach Levine, but you think keeping him in that situation was going to bring about a better future? Like, I just don't no. see it. Yeah. And, and no. especially not for Wiggins because like he, he's one of those guys who, when I watch him play, he needs the ball like a number two, but he plays like a number three to me. So it's like a weird balance yeah, where you got to so, kind of find. And, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So there's that weird. That, and again, his role yeah, was so, yeah. his role got so much, you know, got, so inconsistent last year right. to where he would, and this is, this is bad decisions by him, but he was, there were times where he was leading the team in shots because he was so um, uneasy about what his role was supposed to be within the offense. Yeah. It was kind of hijacking possessions to make sure he got a shot up, which is not the way to handle that. But that's the way, like he was panic. I panicking may not be the right word, but he was just, uh, he was troubleshooting on the fly and, and breaking off plays to, to get up shots because he didn't know when he was supposed to get a shot. Uh, but w- the weird thing is like, 
Waz said like, Hey, he's supposed to bring in, you know, the coaching aspect tips is supposed to bring in this defense. And they're so bad defensively. Uh, think about all the good offensive teams in NBA history, right? 70 ish years of, of NBA history, all the good offensive teams. The wolves last year had the 34th best offensive efficiency in NBA history. You wouldn't think wow. of that team as like an all time offensive offensive unit, but like they were the 34th. I mean, best. they had offensive talent. Sure. You know? Sure. But they also didn't, <laughs> Like they didn't shoot threes. Like it's a weird, like they were, they were so oddly efficient. They were one of the best offensive teams all season long. And then historically a significant offensive team just by the number, but they didn't play modern basketball at all. I just like, I just, and I'm not saying like, Oh, that makes him a good, I, I still can't figure it out. Like it doesn't make any sense to me, but it's just a weird little fact about the, the Tom Thibodeau era in Minnesota. Well, maybe the Harbaugh, uh, Alex Smith, situation might be a little bit instructive. I don't know where I am on this. I have don't know enough, uh, but I do wonder if Thibodeau, if a criticism is that he overcomplicates things or shoot around has so many plays. I've heard players grumble about that, about yeah. how much preparation happens. And I'm reminded of Harbaugh and Alex Smith. So Alex Smith is Zach had mentioned been bad for so long. What was the main thing Harbaugh did to fix Alex Smith? It was this. Smith was really bad in situations where there was a blitz. And when there was a blitz, there was a hot read for every blitz. So not only do you have the play as it usually goes, if there's suddenly a blitz, every receiver is supposed to change their route. So the quarterback has to then remember this permutation of the play. And then there's all this confusion because it's not always obvious if it's a blitz or if it isn't a blitz. Sometimes it can be a little bit of a gray zone. There is a mixed, you know, a miscommunication. You throw it away. The zone uh, blitzes. Yeah, you don't quite know. And Alex Smith was terrible. Harbaugh said one day to Alex Smith, hey, there's a blitz. Everybody has the same route. Figure it out. Boom. It made him dramatically better to simplify it. So I do wonder if Thibodeau is one of those guys who sometimes makes things a little too complicated for his roster. That being said, per what was said about, I don't know if after I saw what Popovich did with his roster, I don't know if any other coach could have made Derrick Rose good again. <laughs> you know? exactly. look, that, look, like I, <laughs> that's, that's I killed him over the Rose move and I didn't think it was a good, I thought, Oh, he's just giving his friend a, a roster spot so he can earn money from Adidas and all that stuff. Like I killed him for it, but Derrick Rose with the opportunity to actually work on his game last summer. Cause he was finally healthy. Like yeah. he can play again. Now. I don't know. I, I don't know what Didn't the ceiling is. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what the ceiling is for him and, and for how he affects the team, but this wolves team would be so much worse without him this year. Like he really has like rescued them through weeks of the season. Like it's, I do think he gets a he should get a little bit of credit for that. Now, yeah, yeah, not yeah, enough you know, to save yeah, his job, sure. but that's sure. yeah, that's a real thing. Which is which is part of the reason why I wasn't surprised that you know Rose um said that Tibbs was the you know basically only coach that believed in him, and it's because because it's true. You, know, you guys made magic. <laughs> yeah, no, no, one hundred percent because he's the only he's the only coach that had a reason to. You know, what I mean, no disrespect, but like y'all made magic together, youngest MVP in history. You know, you you win the sixty games, and you know you get to Eastern Conference Finals. This is all us under Tibbs. So it's like, yeah, for sure. So, you know, there was something in Rose that he saw then, whether it's on the court, off the court, whatever, around around the players or whatever, that made him say, you know what? I want to bring you over here to these guys specifically. Because I think he cared about him enough to where he wouldn't just put him in a position that wouldn't have been good for him just to have him close. Like, you know, he thought it made sense. And like you said, it's, it's paying off. It's been paying off. I'm but saying, that, okay, that, I, that again, I, if, if, if you think, though, that Derrick Rose can continue to play just as well after Tibbs, 
I, you should probably kill yourself. I mean, that's the obvious. That's the <laughs> yeah, obvious yeah, conclusion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's get into that conversation. No, 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 if, if Tibbs if Tibbs isn't a player development guy, and everybody says he grates on veterans, what, what like what, what is kind he? Of, yeah, I, I think he's he's an assistant coach, man. Well, that that's the that's the interesting he's a question. Ron Adams two point. He's Ron Adams. Gives him the next. Who gives him his next job, and what is it? I I just don't see like I mean, isn't he 60, 61? Yeah, but that's I mean New Britain High School Fast and Furious movie. Saying, he's like coming back to New Britain. I think he'd be a good villain, like a good good villain in a fast movie. Uh nah, he maybe. gotta pray. He gotta pray Jeff Van Gundy come back to the league or something. Jeff, Jeff's not this, leaving that job. This Jeff Van Gundy thing has been happening for so long. Come on. Van Gundy would be the guy that would get the, the front office and coaching job. No. Yeah, he would. Con- somebody he would, would be convinced to do it. It's like the Seattle of head coaches. Guys, you guys, know they're always dangling them out there. <laughs> Jade, <laughs> brother got it. Give yourself a ding, Jade. They should give. They should give the coach in the front office job to Whoopi Goldberg next. Like, come on. Oh, oh, she turned that. Oh man, she turned that franchise. Like, around. come on, bro. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, you know, I'm just it's a great. I will go to my grave with that. Like I, I'd take a bullet for Eddie. Eddie. <laughs> um, pause, pause. It goes to the realistic uh, storyline of an owner <laughs> and the Knicks. I to move the Knicks from New York to St. Louis. And she has this team. Like they were going to approve a move of the Knicks to St. Louis. They're going to be the right. St. Louis Knicks. Right. Get <laughs> a horse in shoes. Right. St. Louis, the same city. They took St. Louis out of they decided to cut them out of the NBA deal because they said their fans are too racist. They had the best team in the NBA and their fans still wouldn't show up. That's why they didn't, they weren't allowed to go to the NBA. <laughs> no, St. Louis, you don't get a fucking NBA team. Yeah, y'all got y'all had team y'all had team getting Jaquan, be like chill. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, yeah. Just relax, man. Yo, How but um what was called been to St. Louis. I've never been. Sorry. Me neither. Never, never been. I'm shocked Waz hasn't made the trip. Oh, Waz, Waz, Waz. You would love I think the only St. Midwestern Louis. city I've been to is, is Cleveland. I you would love East St. Louis. Oh, let me tell you. Let's go to Minneapolis, Waz. We got to do a live show in Minneapolis. Tell me good stuff about Minneapolis. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm open to Minneapolis whenever it's not cold as yeah. shit. Yeah, it's, it's an amazing place in the summer. Minneapolis is the most pleasant of the major Midwestern cities. They got they have those skyways. You don't even have to interact with the cold. That's they, true. They, they figured yeah, it out. Thought, yeah. Toronto's a Midwestern city, though. Toronto's really a Midwestern. I've been to Toronto. <laughs> I would say Toronto's a Midwestern city that's just on the other side of the Boston border. North. It feels like all the others. Yeah, but but that's the thing, Toronto though. Um, like it's like Midwestern earnestness to the max because they're Canadian. It's mm-hmm. like uh, on steroids. <laughs> yeah. Tom, what's up? Tracking your aggregation. What happened? Oh, your Pelicans thing. Oh yeah, the uh, the Pelicans story I did last week on <laughs> Anthony Davis. Where you killed the organization <laughs> from ownership to management on down. You you savage them, Tom. How dare you? Uh, I didn't savage it. I was merely pointing out the facts there was. Did those, the did those the, eight, uh, uh, eight Pelicans fans get mad at you? They're aggregating yeah. you from a week ago? Wait, who's aggregating? Well, it's really your own people aggregating your peers. 
Oh, is it, is it pro basketball talk? Is that yeah? <laughs> it's, it's, um, it's an so aggregation. It's a, it's a cow situation. situation. Yeah. <laughs> well, did you see his comments, uh, Anthony Davis's comments yesterday to Joe Varden at the Athletic? I did say. not because he said basically the same thing was, uh, yeah, it's really hard to win when everyone's hurt all the time. And <laughs> so that's, I mean, he had a sit down with Joe Varden and they, they talked about the, the Pelicans and, uh, you know, all the injuries. He's like, yeah, uh, DeMarcus cousins, yeah, drew holiday's been battling injuries, Nika. And he just ran through the list of injuries. And that's really where this story came about was I was curious, like, Man, that night was so pivotal pivotal in the NBA. Like the the Charlotte Bobcats go 7 and 59 and the New Orleans uh, the New Orleans Hornets win the draft lottery for Anthony Davis. And it wasn't that Anthony Davis was so great. It was that there was no one else in that draft. It was mm. just like the, the drop off from Anthony Davis to Michael Kidd Gilchrist, who was <laughs> right? So like it wasn't just it's like Jordan to Scotty Burrell. Lord. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, I wonder what the Pelicans record is since they got Anthony Davis. And then I saw Charlotte uh, ahead of them in the leaderboard. And I was like, you know, that's what? a crazy stat. The Charlotte Hornets have had a better win percentage than the New Orleans Pelicans since the Pelicans got Anthony Davis. And now with all the caveats of the Pelicans play in the West and the Charlotte Hornets play in the East and all the injuries. But what I really wanted to get into was the injury side because that's the stuff that you can write off as bad luck. But when there's all sorts of weird stuff going on with the team and the organization, uh, it's harder and harder to justify the bad luck angle when it comes to the injuries. They're run by a football team. Yeah. Yeah. They, um, the new Orleans saints, the ownership, uh, the late Tom Benson. Yeah. The, the, lot of people called it like the JV team. Uh, you know, the, the Pelicans were the JV team and the saints were varsity. Another gift that David Stern left with left for the NBA left us mm. with Donald Sterling. He left us with football ownership for the new Orleans Hornets, basically shoehorning a team into that city that, you know, Love doesn't more, care, but doesn't that, they care about the NBA. Care about basketball, and it's not a big enough city to support two pro teams. I have memories. Maybe Tom. I have memories of being with Tom during a playoff series between the Pelicans and the Warriors, and Tom and I taking a cab or an Uber, Uber to, it was the, an Uber, to the arena. Yeah. And 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 the Uber driver had no idea when we said that we were going to the game. And he, I think he was a sports fan. He had no yeah. idea that there was a basketball game or a playoff series. He had that. like ESPN radio going on in the car. And he was like, where are you guys going? We're like, oh, the, the Golden State Warriors are in town for the playoffs. I, I mean, I find this so hard to believe. No, no, no. But man, it's true. It, it, no, no, no. I, it's, no I know it is. Justin Verry used to say it all the time. Yeah. But I just find it's unbelievable. No, I pulled, I pulled like 20 people when I was in that city – uh, right after the DeMarcus Cousins trade, I went there for a week and, and did a story on them. And I pulled 20 different people. I was like, rank the importance of, uh, of you know, uh, sports teams in this. I bet this high city. school football is bigger than, than uh, the NBA there. Uh, LSU baseball was oh, only only, only, wow. two pe- only two people put the Pelicans over LSU baseball. Being a Pelicans fan in that town or season ticket, it's like if you told people that you were really into Magic the Gathering, it did that. It's this very odd <laughs> niche hobby that would not be perceived you as You make normal. a living out of that. Oh, my God. They had Chris Paul and Anthony Davis, that city. 
Nobody I'm gonna get cares. My, I'm going to get my kid into that Magic the Gathering. Um, yeah, uh, <clears throat> yeah it, it doesn't work. And we can't talk honestly about it sometimes because the fans in the city who do exist will get angry. But look, the NBA belongs in certain cities and it doesn't in other cities. And I think David Stern and his regime made a, a mistake uh, trying to just get stadium money up front from minor league baseball level cities as opposed to just going to where the people are. That Even- seems to have been a mistake. There was a little paragraph in that story just for you about the Nielsen mm-hmm. TV markets and how oh. Harrisburg, Pennsylvania has a larger TV market than New Orleans. Jeez. Oh, my God. <laughs> that like Grand Rapids has a larger <laughs> TV audience crazy. than New Orleans. So it's uh, it's crazy. And then you throw in the whole fact that the Hornets came from Charlotte and George Shin and all that happened and mm. the Bobcats happened and then they got back the name, but not, you know, obviously didn't get back Anthony Davis. But um, that's the thing is, I don't know how this plays out. The the Pelicans, uh, Anthony as a, Davis. As a franchise or Pelicans and Anthony, no, da- Anthony the Pelicans. Davis out of there this summer. Because it's over. Because the Joe Varden in, um, interview, he didn't really talk much about the city of New Orleans. Like he always talked about championships and winning, but he never said winning in New Orleans. You know what I'm saying? Like there was a a, a distinction Tom, there where he was like, I want to win championships and I want to win. Tom, he said, he said to uh, – God damn, I'm drawing Chris a blank. Haynes. Chris Haynes. He said, uh, <laughs> I don't care about the money. I want to win. That's it. Like if the only advantage New Orleans has over a potential other team that he would go to is that they have money. And he just said he doesn't care about that advantage. It's over. Like, like he said it to you. Like the only advantage is that you guys can offer me this crazy amount of money that I don't care to take from you. I, I love Nate Duncan's uh, little little uh, add on for this one where he goes, then you just have to you just have to hope the fans of uh, the Pelicans just have to hope that he's selfish and doesn't care about winning, that, that he just <laughs> cares about money. Yeah. I mean, if, I, if I'm the Pelicans, if I'm the Pelicans, I my presentation to him is all the things you can buy with two hundred thirty five million dollars. And by the way, when people um, frame stuff as uh, Anthony Davis is leaving 80 million, blah, 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 and guarantee if he only does it for you, it doesn't actually work that way. Like this idea that AD can't, you know, um, sign for less years and keep doing that and keep, just keep getting money. Like he can, he can make almost as much money as he wants to that he could have with the Pelicans by just doing his own thing somewhere else. Well, and and not only that, the long term, like if you're if you're looking at this from a long term play of like your playing years and after your playing career. Like being associated with a big market has huge, huge implications. And so yeah. I think the, fa- the the fascinating thing about this Anthony Davis uh, dilemma. Still, still doing commercials and he stunk. The thing about this scenario is that the Boston Celtics literally cannot trade for him until Kyrie Irving's contract expires this summer. So unless they move Kyrie Irving – they're not going to be able to get Anthony Davis until this summer. So that kind of hijacks any sort of Boston getting into the mix for, for Anthony Davis this season, which means that LeBron James, there was a, there was a reason why he made that comment before the trade deadline Mm. about Anthony Davis. Yeah. But if you're new Orleans, it doesn't matter if you move him now 
versus this summer? Like, it's and not like you're going to win this year. Especially if ownership is like, yo, why don't we get into the playoffs so I can pocket some of that playoff bread? Like, yeah. these are the decisions I also think the Lakers, they're, they're like not that making the playoffs, that's why. Yeah, I, I also think the Lakers are coming on a little strong. They're coming on a little strong in the way that at some point people running the Pelicans might just do it despite them, not not give them what they want. Because it's an aggressive, it's almost like a hostile takeover from the outside. Maybe it will work out. You know, you appreciate the ambition uh, coming from LeBron's camp and the Lakers. But I, I do wonder if it's a little too much to the point where they will just look at the other options and go in that direction. Yeah. And I think the Paul George and Kawhi Leonard stuff, and obviously Kawhi hasn't signed back with Toronto yet, but it hasn't been a disaster. Right. Mm-hmm. Um I think there's a I always look at the scenario as like you can just do a Jimmy Butler, although Jimmy Butler like waited, you know, (laughs) no. But what I'm saying is that you can threaten a Jimmy Butler before even doing it, right? Like Boston, you can trade for me, but I'm going Jimmy Butler on that ass when I get there. (laughs) Like, well, that would be that would be the way to go where you want. That's that's if if you're Anthony Davis and I know reputationally, you know, you're, you're taking a risk there and, and all of those things. But you can make that threat. You can yeah, that's, wants that, to go that's to not LA. a good li- the, the idea that I won't play for the Celtics if traded for uh, no, traded to them. For it's instance. not that I won't play is that I won't be happy or I won't resign. I won't resign. It's not I, hard I don't, to say it. You, you can do that. You can say that. I, I think there's a reputational cost. I mean, Anthony Davis is not defined to many people. He is somebody that my wife, if I wasn't doing this job, would have never heard of. His yeah. fame is not commensurate with his uh, with his impact uh, on the court. Yeah. This would, in effect, define him to many people. I, I just think that, look, you can do it. You can do what Jimmy Butler did. I, I just do, or you can do an Eli Manning. You know what I'm saying? To well, describe it a different way. <laughs> okay, but here's the deal, right? So it's not like the Celtics are not going to talk to Anthony Davis or Clutch or whoever and and make sure that he's going to resign there. You know, or at least have the you know the understanding that he's going to resign there before they made that deal. Yeah, but the thing is, too, um, Dave, with that and why Clutch and the Lakers are in a bad position, it's just like, all right, so let's just say somebody else does trade it. Is LeBron just going to wait a whole nother wasted season with the with the Baby Bulls 2.0 and just, quote unquote, just, we'll just sign them out right in the summer? That's what you're going to do? <laughs> like, I that's guess. Really I mean, what you want to do? Two years just wasted waiting for AD? I, I agree. I think that they needed to actually try to make the move for Kawhi um, last summer. You know, we talked about that a little bit yeah. last night. And I think that oh, having shoot. one of those guys in house gives you an inherent advantage. And that's like the Kawhi thing. I mean, we saw it with Paul George. But do guys want to play with LeBron? That's number one. Like, that's a real thing that's floating around. Uh, and then is LeBron going to be LeBron? Even next year, I mean, I'm sure he will be like uh, slightly diminished, maybe. But you know, I, I wouldn't be wasting any of this time if I was the Lakers. Yeah, 
LeBron um, suffered a major injury this season, straight up. <laughs> like, we're going on what, like two, two, three weeks of this guy not playing? Like, this is stuff that just never happened. He had the little, the back stuff, the weird back stuff where he went back to Miami and Cleveland, but that's pretty much been it, dude. But, you know, like, him messing up his groin the way he did, I'm like, yo, LeBron is getting older. He ain't this indestructible you know, take it to the bank. He's going to play this amount of games, give you this amount of production guaranteed. Like the idea that the Lakers could just be like, yeah, we'll just call your bluff guys. He's a clutch client. He's going to come fuck with LeBron in 2020. Like, mm, I don't know, man. But again, the Celtics don't have the incentive that Toronto had where if Kawhi walks, why not? Toronto, why not? Why so not? Here's the deal. Toronto they got, got Tatum. No, no, no. no. And but Jaylen Toronto Brown? got <laughs> off of a contract that they were going to want to move anyway. You get what I mean? So like it was a win-win for Toronto. The, the, you know, they, they get Kawhi Leonard, they get Danny green. Okay. But they also cleared up cap space that those guys walk. So they're ready for a reset if they have to. That's fair. Uh, I don't know. I, and Boston just doesn't have that situation. I just feel like AD is too damn good. To even be playing around with, like, obviously, I'm sure the Lakers, if they had their druthers, they would be like, yo, take the whole shit right now if you wanted to. But the Pelicans have no incentive to do that. They have every incentive to wait for the summer. So I don't know. It doesn't look good for the Lakers in my in my mind. I get the clutch angle. And like Ethan just said, I don't know that like not everybody's Jimmy Butler. Yeah, like he I mean, I don't. Could, could he handle? Could he handle that sort of negative attention? If he, I don't know. If he really wanted to go ugly with it, he's never. He's never been criticized. He's never been criticized his entire career. I think we've all just felt kind of badly for him. He yeah. hasn't gotten a lot of attention, but he hasn't been criticized. But and maybe it is his natural disposition to not be a guy who goes out and makes waves. Maybe, or maybe it's more likely that he's gone out of his way to not do that. <laughs> yep. You know he doesn't really say, he doesn't really say anything. So it, it's like it, as a guy who's you know um, the way you've handled your public comments in the past is that you've gone out of your way to not fuck anything up, not upset the apple cart, not rock the boat, or any other cheap cliche I could think of. Um, this idea that you're going to go into the summer and play hardball with teams about getting your ass to the Lakers, I find that very unlikely. That would be quite the uh, that would be quite the turn. Hey, does anybody want to go over some lines with me? I just can't get it out of my system. I just <laughs> yes, say, yes. Like, do it. This, this, is the, this is the portion of the week where we help <laughs> Ethan do his job. <laughs> well, I don't do it anymore. <laughs> I, you know, I, I just I, I I've walked away from it. And maybe that's another thing to talk about with the uh, the Wizards yeah. Yeah, doing the gambling watch. broadcast, which is an interesting thing that they're going to have this other broadcast strictly for gamblers. I don't know. I'm suspicious. One of the reasons why I walked away from the gambling column is that I had. I had a little grouping. I had a cult following, but it's not something a lot of people do. It's not a huge population out there gambling on NBA games, as far as I could see, versus football, which is. Yeah, but you don't know if they don't do it because they don't know how to or they don't have access to it. Like if it becomes normalized, do you think a lot of people would be like, hey, this is a lot more fun? I just wonder how many people are gambling on the Washington Wizards. I, I see what you're saying that you could create new gamblers, which sounds a little nefarious. Uh, but I, I, I just betters, don't. betters. 
Yes. Gamers. Uh, yes. Gamers. Uh, yes. Gamers. <laughs> gamers. Yes. I, I just don't know if the demand is there. It seems a little wacky to me, but anyway, I'm, I'm a degenerate. So let's, let's speaking of the wizard. <laughs> Uh, I, I like looking at Washington in Philadelphia, Philadelphia minus nine. Uh, I would definitely look hard at Washington. I don't know. I haven't gone through the matchups, but I would, I would look hard at nine. Nine is big. That's a big line right there. What are we becoming? What is this? Or, or, okay. Okay. Zach, we want something. No, 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 let's do it. No, let's Washington because he's a, um, Sadoransky fetishist. Yeah, even, he's been that way. Anti wall. Anyway, even if this pool has zero water in it, let's dive head first. I'm in. Let's okay. go. Well, no, this is for you right here. Okay, let's let's talk about this. We've got Minnesota at Oklahoma City. After all the Thibodeau Michigas, uh, Oklahoma City minus Six. eight. Um, I kind of feel Oklahoma City anyway, despite the the line of eight. Well, I would normally say that Oklahoma City would, uh, especially with Robert Covington out. That's a big. Yeah, that's, big, that's the thing. That's a big uh, thing. Roko's out, and so uh, that Paul should already frolic. destroy the the Timberwolves' chances. But, but Ryan Saunders, new head coach, coaching <laughs> change. These guys love Ryan Saunders. They'll play for Ryan Saunders. <laughs> Were they not playing for Tom? They were playing for themselves. Okay. Uh, <laughs> these, all, these guys all went Ryan, to his wedding, right? Like they're really love Ryan Saunders. Yeah. I mean, Ryan Saunders. You think there's going to be a, we love Ryan Saunders spirited even, seven point loss. Rules are going to win by 15 points because of Ryan Saunders. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Write it down. But maybe they'd be doing it for flip. That's too it. Soon? That's an extension. Too soon? extension. They, they played for flip. Hey, Waz, I got something for you. Give it to me. Um, my big number last week was comparing Luka Doncic to uh, LeBron James and no. about how he's no. putting up crazy numbers and no. the last teenager to do this was all LeBron. <laughs> no. This dude uh, hopped into my mentions no. and said, I called Luka white LeBron in my group chat the other Don day. Cheech. Thanks for having... Yeah, thanks. No. Don Cheech. Said, uh, thanks for... Thanks for having my back, Tom. And this other guy says, yeah, thanks, Tom. All of this Luca worshiping reeks of tribalism. It's sort Ooh, of gross. I, I, listen, I love Luca. I love Luca. I love Luca. But a lot of this has the stench of Jason Tatum on it to me. In the sense that, like, Luca's actually good, though. That, well, there you go. But that's Ooh. not what I mean. What I mean is that, like, with most of these young guys... When they're making their leaps is because they have this incredible athleticism that their skills haven't caught up to, right? And when their skills catch up to the athleticism, they turn into these monsters, i.e. like LeBron James at his peak compared to, you know, his crazy production as a rookie. Um, And again, LeBron was somebody who came in. He was already pretty freaking skilled. And so you could see like... Adding his all already high skill level with his athleticism, he could be a productive rookie. Luca's not like he's not gonna just hit his improvements aren't gonna be those kinds of improvements. He's gonna get better and he's gonna be a really great player. You but think he has not, a high ceiling, is what you're saying? I'm saying he has a much, I mean, and this is stupid to say, but obviously he has a much lower ceiling than LeBron. <laughs> aggregate it. Um, aggregate is Tom, it. Is Tom Slovenian? And also, 
Can anybody pronounce the uh, capital city of Slovenia that that, that Luca hails from? Also, oh, yeah, bam! It's a great also, city. He actually. has a much he has a much higher floor than a rookie LeBron had. You know what I'm saying? Like just by virtue, right. I mean, he can already game? shoot threes. He can already do all of that. Yeah, shit. he's not a rookie. He's been a pro for three years. So there you go. But, you know, and, and that's my thing with Jason Tatum. Like, he's not going to get quicker. He's not going to get better at blowing past people. He's not going to get better at finishing at the rim. He's not going to get better at none of this shit. He's, I mean, maybe he'll get better at dribbling and playmaking. Maybe. But, like, what's he actually getting better at? Oh, I can tell you what it is. AD. Oh, Waz. oh, oh. Waz. I know, this, I know what it is. Because he's yeah, a little doughy, know isn't you know he? He's a little doughy, isn't he? You know what that yeah, means? Yeah, it's a little, little of the... A little of the fat is potential in disguise. I love this. Oh, it's my favorite. Is this like Ethan. a most Spates thing? This is my favorite. No, this was before most Spates, right? Yeah, this is Kevin Love. I think Kevin yeah. Love was the first who made me, uh, you know, made me realize this. It yeah. is fat is oh, potential been in disguise. has been on this for a long time. These are like Hoop Speak Live days. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If he's doing this now, if he's doing this now, then he has a little more ceiling than we might have thought. I love it. I love it. Fat He's doing a lot of James Harden things already. Wait till he turns into James Harden mm-hmm. and get strong. <laughs> by the way, and people, and by the way, and by the way, people like me get you know enamored of dudes in the other way, right? Like somebody like Jeff Teague, where I'm like, there's not a person in the league who can stay in front of this dude. You know, if only one day he could get his footwork down like Jason Tatum. <laughs> you know, if only he could develop the sickest jump shot. Like, I go the other way with it. Like, I like Jeff Teague because he already has something that's like extremely valuable not everybody has like it's not something you can work towards right but those guys for the same reason that makes them great when they're younger they don't develop their skills and and you know get down and dirty with uh their development the way jason tatum has because jason tatum straight up just never had that he's never been able to just blow by every single human being that that got in front of him you know yeah just walk back a three-year-old take somehow Oh my goodness! I I thought you were doing lines, man. Oh yeah, let's get back to lines. Uh, so oh, what was it? Yeah. Wizards that Wizards shit fest get is minus nine, plus nine. Wizards uh, plus yeah, nine yeah, against yeah. the Sixers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sixers. I mean, that's a lot for the Sixers. Sixers been a little shaky. I haven't really broken down the matchups. Anything I I, I usually watch out for with the Wizards is if the opponent is uh, great at offensive rebounding, then that worries me on behalf of the Wizards because you know what else they cannot grab you, defensive rebounds. What? You know what else should worry you, Ethan, when the best player on the team is leaking uh, private <laughs> discussions that the second best player on the team had with a coach? That's that's also something mm-hmm. you that probably... sounds like Tuesday in Washington. I mean, what's the uh, yeah Washington? Well, that's like, yeah, been doing this. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like that that that's something that uh you know the freaking Sixers are dealing with. Oh, you mean oh yeah the Sixers? Oh yeah that whole thing. I for whatever reason I was thinking about the Wizards. I was thinking about worries with the Wizards. Yes, that is happening with the Sixers. Well, I don't know to the exact specifications that you're you're, you're talking about, but there is something strange going on there. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Nice. I'm not sure uh, exactly how to incorporate all that. The other one that's intriguing, Sacramento minus three in Phoenix uh, is a little bit intriguing. Oh, minus two and a half now in Phoenix. Devin Booker questionable. Um, yeah, that's interesting. I, I feel if I knew that that Fox would be the one guarding Booker, I'd feel a little more comfortable 
with uh, w- with the Kings right over there. The Kings, I can't believe the Kings nearly won that game against the Warriors. I was at because they, they had always, they always play the Warriors well though, right? But they Even had when they're no terrible. wing defenders. They had no wing defenders. Shumpert was out. They're going up against the Warriors or Durant. They haven't had a wing defender since Doug Christie. I just thought there was no. I thought that they would be completely dead in the water with zero wing defense and they hit a billion threes and, and, and nearly, and, and nearly won. And it's so, man, it's fun over there. I wish it was Bollywood night every night. Bollywood night is, yeah. is, is, is a great joy. And every, every, is that a, is that a Vivek thing? It, it is a Vivek thing. He tends to do it when he's playing the warriors. Uh, everybody has these brightly colored <laughs> towels and wow. uh, the towels. And for whatever reason, non-basketball fans love it. When Allie was watching it on TV, she said she wanted to go sometime. Uh, Marcus Thompson's daughter uh, went to a Bollywood night and had the greatest time despite not caring about basketball. For whatever reason, Bollywood night is just something that deeply entertains people who don't love basketball. Uh, I, I don't know why, but it's a lot of fun. There you go. The Suns team anyway. has been a lot better the last couple weeks. Yeah, frisky Suns. Frisky. frisky, frisky. Uh, I would still – I'd lay the points for the Kings. Hmm. On the road. Kings on the road. Yeah, but it's in And Phoenix. this is That's the interesting one. It was at 18. Uh, it was at minus 18. Now it's down to minus 17. Uh, Knicks at Golden State. I, I put the question on Twitter. If you do bet on the Warriors, I feel this is one of those – you could just be a sports gambler. If you bet on the Knicks, but if you bet on the Warriors with this large a line, you are a degenerate. Absolutely. Like there, there Absolutely. If you're laying 17 points in an NBA game, you are a degenerate. <laughs> because there's there's almost you would have to be up 40 going into the fourth quarter to feel good. I, I, that's all, right, the only, well, all right. Hold on. Home, <laughs> home, home game against the Warriors on October 26th. They lost by 28 points. I'm starting to feel this minus 17. No, you can win it. I'm just saying that there is the only way you could feel safe going into the fourth quarter is if you're up 40. I feel that's the only way 40 and above. Otherwise, you're, you're worried. You know, if it's because if it's 30, then they're bringing in the garbage time unit and uh, Jacob Evans uh, <laughs> or whoever is on the bench. You're going to leak 12 points or 30. that's a good point because the Knicks have had the garbage time unit in the whole time. <laughs> they were born in the darkness. Yeah. <laughs> um, are we? Are we the only two on this call? I think what so. Everybody, <laughs> everyone, tries everybody. To welcome to the athletic. Yeah. <laughs> Subscribe. Subscribe. Enjoying my own private podcast. It was. It was fun. All right. Um, let me look at Wait, this. We don't have two lines. I'm sorry, everybody. We uh, we could talk about whatever. You keep you guys hijacking with these lines. Ethan. The Knicks are the second worst fourth quarter team in the NBA. Because they're they, the second worst team in the NBA. Yeah, well, they're that's, bad. That's fair. That's I just want to know how how much of junking you're doing with this stuff. What do you mean? Well, because you can't do the column. You're not doing the column anymore. But you're obsessing over it still. Yeah, where is this going? Are you are you, gam- are you asking us for gambling advice? No, 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 no. Come on, no. <laughs> you're hooked, though. You, they hook. You got hooked. It's just a little conversation piece. Come on, guys. Ridiculous. I'm laughing. It's so funny. The accusation. It's ridiculous. <laughs> That's how it is. Ethan's chasing in the in the night. Oh, I love it. Can't go cold turkey. Oh, it's a little tough. (laughs) (laughs) 
Anywho, anywho, anywho. How, how, like, how deep of a hole do you have to be in before, like, your son's future, you know, college fund is is in trouble? Is in trouble, or we're on yeah. the precipice of wealth? Is it? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just, uh, you just want, you just one bet away from paying for Yale, right? I have, I have a winner's mentality. Um, no, I look. I still don't know if, you, if I'm even allowed to uh, to do that. To, to do the thing you're talking about. I don't know. I want to talk about other things. I, it seems like everybody is chased away on the call. I did. I made a joke about it, but I did. I, 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 I was surprised yesterday that Derek Rose saying the thing he said was such a big deal. Um, right when I got the call, I was in Cleveland um, practicing at Cleveland State by myself with me and my little guy, Art. It was me and him in the gym bar ourselves going up there five days a week. I had a kid at that time, um, my baby girl, and no teams wasn't looking for me at all. I was basically out the league. And even coming here, like, like everybody didn't know I was going to play this way. Like, he believed in me. I believed in myself. My family believed in me. And my little guy, Art, believed in me. And we got it done. And... Like I said, for everybody that think that I'm not going to play the same way, kill yourself because I believe in myself. Or should I not be surprised? Because you shouldn't be surprised by that becoming a big deal. Um, I, I do think it's an interesting conversation. I was laughing at the preposterousness of it because, yes, that's an impolitic thing to say, but it's such a ridiculous thing to say, too, that, you know, this if you don't think that I can keep like it, it's not it, it's an insane thing to say. Like nobody can take it seriously on its face you that know, you should do that Ethan, if you think I, I'm not going to maintain the level of play that I maintained under Thibodeau now that I'm playing under Saunders. Honestly, Ethan, I've um I've come to be closer to your view of things on this in the sense that it's dope when we talk about real life shit on Twitter. Um and you know we exchange ideas and blah 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 blah, but it gets annoying when we have Twitter conversations on Twitter and act like it's actually real life. <laughs> in real life, these comments don't mean shit to anyone. To anyone, bro. Like, the only place this is an actual conversation is on Twitter. And that's why I have a problem, like, with just this discussion or, like, the idea that this is some actual issue to real fucking people who do real shit in their life. It's bullshit. Wow. Occasionally, we do have real conversations on Twitter about shit like, you know, workplace harassment and things of that nature, like, that actually fucking matter. And, and, and real stuff about jumping like mental- off a bridge right. because Derrick Rose, Rose just said, said because, this. Because, because they doubted that Derrick Rose could keep playing this way, and he said, you know what? <laughs> then go kill yourself, and then, he, and then they go jump. Like, that's, it's crazy. Like, and that's the thing. We can have... If this is... If we're using this as a vehicle to then discuss mental health and suicide prevention and all that stuff. Like, okay. Like, I think that's a stretch of how we get to that discussion. Right. Like I, it, it is bizarre that we would, that we would react to that. It doesn't, it doesn't shock me that the, that the collective does, but it's still bizarre that we would, because it seems like there are so many other better ways to get eventually to the, mental health suicide prevention discussion than him saying, you know, a, a slang of, you don't believe me, kill yourself. Like, I'm not like, I don't yeah, even like imagine I, I, Zach, I was amused. 
Imagine going up to someone and being like, man, did you hear what Derek Rose said about um, <laughs> killing themselves? And the person would be like, why am I listening to Derek Rose for like life <laughs> Thank advice? You. Thank you, Tom. Right. And and why and should I care what Derek Rose said? And that's and you're part like, of oh, it. Yeah. Part of it is, 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 is I hate feeding into celebrity worship culture, dude. Like it's like, yeah. Who gives a fuck how D Rose talks, dude? Like, and I used to be somebody who like made fun of D Rose on the internet because um I remember I don't know. Jerry if it was Ferrara loving or, yeah. yeah. Or no, it was his it wasn't his rookie or his second season. It was um the, the NBA put him in a commercial for League Pass. And he was like, he said, Amazing can happen any night. And I was like, <laughs> I used to reference hold that. On, so hold on, much. hold on, hold on, hold on. I will pay fifty dollars for an entire show of Waz doing a Derrick Rose impersonation. <laughs> Listen, I was like, I was like, the NBA I thought that was is, I thought that was Hubie Brown. The NBA, the NBA is foul for making like the idea that you, yeah, we get it. He's popular. He's in a big market. He's playing well. Like the idea that you would put him in the position to be doing that commercial. Without like any help, any training, any like appreciation for the guy's background. And again, I hate to say this over and over. I hate to sound like I'm making excuses for Derrick Rose. Like he got somebody to take his ACT for him so he can get into Memphis. We ain't talking about Stanford here. This is who like we're the, talking like, about. Like the city. That's how. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just to get into the city. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is who Derrick Rose is. And again, I'm not saying he's stupid or he's dumb, but like, he's obviously underexposed, yo, to a lot of these things that people act like Derrick Rose should know this or Derrick Rose needs to do this. But they don't want to have the next conversation of like, where did Derrick Rose learn? Where did he do his schooling? What was the environment like? You well, know, also, and, and also, add, hold on, Dave, add into yeah. the fact. Not just those schools. He is one of the most special athletes. And the way people treat him around that, vis-a-vis his education and his learning or whatever. Like, like this shit is so obvious to me. That's why these conversations are so stupid and disingenuous to me, man. I, I thought Nate Jones yesterday on Twitter kind of oh, nailed yeah. it. Because he said, you know, he was like, look, if you're Derrick Rose and you've made $200 million dollars, and you're the, uh, like you just said, I mean, you're a top level athlete. You've been treated a certain way your whole life. Why would you do anything differently? No. I, I, I totally understand it. Now, I'm not saying I can't understand the other side of it. I, I get what people are, are getting at. But if you're Derek Rose, I, I, I completely understand. It, I just I, it's such a, like was it's such a disingenuous way to get to that conversation. Yeah. Right. Like that's, that's my issue. And, and we've had this conversation on here a few times and so we don't have to get into it, but like there are a lot more important Derek Rose conversations to have than using this as a way to get to let a, Derek a Rose societal be the one. Let him be the vessel. Like, like, like all of society's ills, Zach. I mean, it's Derek, just, what is it? he's an easy target. Who Rose? He's an easy target because it's of the other interesting. Stuff. It's just interesting when I look when I look at the uh, I'm just scrolling through searching his name and I see people some people I know and and everything else calling him uh, just uh, trash just human excrement effectively and I just wonder is that really helping society either? <laughs> like, uh, somebody called him a monster <laughs> yesterday. It's like, I, I don't, and some of that Derek has to do with Rose the with the monster. case. Sure. Look, was he might be right. Like, I'm not yeah, saying we don't know. Like, he might be. We don't know. 
but I don't know him. I just think there's a di- there's just a lot different conversations to have. Eric Rose is using Dick this Cheney. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> Derek fucking Rose, guys. Holy <laughs> cat crap, yo! I, I don't know. This shit kills me, man. It, like, it is and, funny, and I don't though. want and and yo, this there's a way to bring all of this shit up, and it's fine. Exactly. Like you exactly. can talk about it, and you can like actually sound like you. You know, you've left your house before. Well, you, you can actually, what I'm saying? You, like, you've you actually talked to sentient like, beings before. Yeah, you can. Well, or you could also actually sound like you care about the real issue, right? Yeah. Like, that's the other thing. Like, it, you're using it as a vehicle just to kill Derrick Rose. Like, okay, like, it, there are plenty of ways to go about that. There, you don't have to do this. Like, if you actually care about the issue at hand, which is mental health and suicide prevention, this is not the way to go about it. Listen, it listen, is. as a as a libtard, commie scum, leftist piece of crap. Wait, uh, uh, the BOMM feed. I hate the idea bro. that I hate the term uh, virtue signaling. Right. Because I know how that term gets weaponized. That was stupid to say. But this is Why would you say freaking <laughs> exhibit A through Z of that shit. Yo, my, straight my, up I, virtue sig- signaling, bro. Yeah. My thing is because I've, I've heard that too, that people don't want to use the term because it's more associated with the right. But then my, my response to that is, well, then you got to replace it with something because people do do it. It's <laughs> <laughs> a fact. It's a fact. Like people are very disingenuous on social media, pretending to care about things they don't actually care about, looking for some sort of validation from strangers. I mean, it's Whoa, a very. I mean, we we love getting people fired. Oh yeah, well yeah. I want to join a few more mobs. I, I don't do that enough. I don't tweet a lot anymore. I, when have you ever been in a mob? You've never joined the mob. I've you're never. You're just. You're, I mean, to yeah. you know, to to bite a phrase like you always just Group go chat. to. I don't know, guys. Group chat. Yeah, mob. I don't know. I, 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 but I, I do wonder if it would be fun to just join a mob to get somebody fired for some mistake they made. I mean, is it enjoyable? I, I, I feel like it's an experience I what's, haven't had in my life the, yet. What's the the reaction when you when that mob does get the person fired? Like, what what is the what is the, like the when next you beat a video minutes? game? I just want to like know the next be- ten minutes of that person's life. No, yeah, then you feel like bad. Yeah, you, you, you beat a bad. video game and you look around and there's no Did more video bad? game to play. You know? I had an argument with the insurance company yesterday mm. uh, about a rental car thing. And I was yelling and doing my whole thing and they relented and then I felt bad. I was, I was like, oh, I didn't mean, I didn't Wait, mean that's to get thing? mad. <laughs> it's just a natural human reaction, though. You know, yeah. you, they, they relent, then you, then you, you know, you're going to relent. Yeah. You're going to be like, oh man, you know, you could have like, done better. I didn't better. know I had the power. I was yeah. mad because I thought I didn't have the power to, uh, to make you feel pain. And after I see that I do, then, you know, but you know, I think it's, well, there's a lot of super young people that are just too online on Twitter and they're, they're in the crowd of let's get this guy fired. One hundred percent. Is it because that, they haven't developed the empathy yet? They haven't right. developed empathy. Yeah, yeah. The prefrontal Wait, cortex. Who are they going at today? Who are they going at? Legend, John Legend, for a picture. John Legend said, "What, what did John Legend what? do?" John Legend. I know they're going Weinstein. at. I know they're going at Sean King. They're going at everyone they're every single day. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, some like John Legend's in a picture. I thought with John Harvey Legend Weinstein. was. I, oh, I thought you. Oh, oh, that's the whole. You get bit. Basically, by trying to be good, or what's what's the quote that um, the was it? Oh, it well, they went after Rihanna. So this is oh man, this is it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Somebody got, who has here's it. the funny thing: somebody who has seventy two followers, uh, 
tweeted this about the John Legend to explain, and then Please snitched explain. with Charlemagne the God, right? Yeah. Did the old jock snitch, Same. whatever you yeah. call it. I don't remember you publicly down And he responds to it. He quote tweets, I took a photo with and worked with Harvey on several occasions before his abuse was known to me and the rest of the world. Since his being exposed, his company and career have rightfully been destroyed, and he's been indicted. Sounds like something that should this happen to our taking health. pictures thing, like, is... is it, it... What are you so doesn't mean do? that you. It doesn't necessarily <laughs> no, mean that you endorse everything that the person did, but that is an interesting thing that happens. Where I mean, there's that. I don't think it's a falsely attributed Winston Churchill quote, but the quote of uh, an appeaser, somebody who feeds the crocodile, hoping that it eats him last. And there is this dynamic where people get swallowed up by the movements they join in a way that never would have happened had they just never even tried. And it's it's interesting where. John Legend, I'm not saying he's an appeaser, but I'm just saying that he's joining a social movement. He's doing the right thing and going after R. Kelly, who seems like a complete monster. Um, But then it becomes, oh, you did this, but you're a hypocrite because of that. And you get caught by that in a way that if Legend had never gone after R. Kelly and had just never cared about anybody but himself, uh, it never would have come back on him. And that's just this dynamic dynamic that I see playing out again and again and again and again. Um, and it just validates my laziness and selfishness. I mean, really. the hypocrisy shit is so stupid. It's just a deflection. It's like, well, is the R. Kelly thing true or not? Like whether, yeah. like what it's just, is an, again, it's, it's I, part of I the celebrity worship culture. Say, I, I will say that Lady Gaga, I usually don't have pop cultural opinions, but it was weird at the time when Lady Gaga did that that song with R. Kelly. It was of weird at the time. Of course it was. Of course <laughs> it was. But it wasn't like so many people went into business with this guy after, you know, he got acquitted, you know, which, you know, I guess exonerates the guy. But <laughs> again, you know, I, when people say he had his day in court or such and such had their day in court, like you have to take it on an individual basis, right? When you have the uncle of the girl who allegedly was urinated on is a bassist in R. Kelly's band. Her fi- like this is all reco- reported. What? Was well this before reported. or after the urination? After after that the is, trial, Jesus. a bassist in uh, in R. Kelly's band. Her parents got paid. I don't know like, how that gets worse. Reported. How does that story get like, worse? Her parents went to court and said it wasn't her because they got paid. Okay? Okay? Or just just you have the backstory of him marrying Aaliyah in in 1994. I mean, that's just not a normal person. And we all knew. Did I tell this? We knew it in 1994. MTV MTV News. Without the internet. They was like, yo, we saw the marriage certificate in Cook County. This shit actually happened. Yeah. And people were just like, without the. We knew it without the internet. Like, I mean, this was a known thing that just nobody cared about for 25 years almost. It was funny. We had the, we had the R. Kelly discussion on the mailbag on Friday. Mm-hmm. That night I went to uh, my friend's comedy show, Faded, which everyone should go to in L.A. Uh, Friday nights. Um, and there was a comedian from Chicago who was like – who was talking about – I grew up uh, – I think his name's Will Myers. Uh, it's Will something. And so he, uh, he was talking about in his bit. He was like, I grew up like – a few houses down or a few blocks down from, from R Kelly's place or one of his places in Chicago. Like he used to, and it's stuff we already knew and stuff, but just hearing someone talk about from personal experience where he was like, yeah, he used to come to our high school and like pick up girls. 
Like, fact. Oh and, like after everything, was no, like he still was doing it. He's like, this, like we've been, we've known this forever. Like everyone's known it for a while, long time, but we watched it happen. And people just in girls, you know, teenage girls just kept getting in his car every time. But to oh get back God. to the John Legend thing, it's it's like you're a celebrity and you're doing something. So I have it's just like, bro, is this R. Kelly shit fucked up? Is it nasty? Should people know that this guy has been a pretty bad dude for a very long time? What like who cares that John like what like how does it make um John Legend any like how does it make the charges against R. Kelly any less credible that John Legend once took pictures with Harvard? Like it, it's just straight up your well, You know what the craziest thing is? They're really just accusing him of being a hipster. They're really just saying that's the accusation at bottom. It's Which is one of the worst accusations you can get. It, it, it's it's just the accusation effectively is you're only going for this R. Kelly thing because it's popular now. Right. Look at how you handled the Weinstein thing before that was a thing. You're a hypocrite. That That is effectively the accusation. And it's also the idea of like if you make one decision, you can never learn from it and make the opposite decision. Well, mm. also, everyone's acting with the knowledge of hindsight. So right. like now we all know the Harvey Weinstein thing. I didn't know it before it came out. I mean, it's is it crazy to believe no, that John Legend oh, just didn't I, know? I, I didn't know is, the I didn't know the Louis C.K. thing, Dave, for a long time. And exactly. I you know, there probably there were probably tweets from four years ago of me going, Man, Louis C.K. is the best comedian. I love him. Right. I love the show. I'm all about Louis C.K. Like <laughs> let's I just, just do advanced like, Twitter search. <laughs> yeah, do a Twitter search. It's gonna yeah. come up and I'm gonna get oh, you still like Louis C.K. It's C. Just no, wild obviously to me. not. It's <laughs> it's like so wild to me how far we've swung into yeah. that direction where I mean you liked anything. You can't like his comedy. You can't Ethan. like anything. No, we're at the point where you <laughs> can't well, like it. He's not a very good comedian it's, anymore, but you just have to shit oh, on everything I, and everybody. That's it. Just from here on out, and that way, when their problematic shit comes out or when they get canceled, you're 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 covered. Hey, I was there first, which is the best thing on the internet. What 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 fallen figures should I search in in Zach's old tweets? Like, who should I? Who should well, I, definitely, I, I, I've, I've got the I've got the I've got the searches now. I'm looking for. <laughs> Trying to your your race. It's a race against time. How many can you delete before how many I can find? Uh, October. I don't want to find a CK one because I feel saying that the, the Louis CK stand-up's funny is is nothing. I want to find someone someone different. I want to find somebody else. October fourth, two thousand twelve, at Tacos. Louis CK killed tonight. It was all stuff I hadn't heard from him. And it was all gold, and he made sure people didn't get screwed on tickets. <laughs> what I love about it is. That's such a basic tweet. <laughs> that's like that's like old Twitter. That's like Ashton Kutcher Twitter of at the Starbucks getting a coffee. I, I searched my own uh, my own tweets for problematic R. Kelly tweets, and it, oh, there yeah. actually were none, which I'm surprised by. But I got to search R. Kelly for me too. I did. I did a year and a half ago. I sent the album cover of Age Ain't Nothing But a Number to uh, to Trey Mariano and Jade. I think I you almost have talked about it on on B O M M. Wow. Yeah. So there you go. Wow, I mean, so again, still here? this is stuff we've known forever. Wildly, wildly. Yes, I'm here. I'm here. Oh, I'm here. I found that clip, man, about the passport <laughs> and the shots. Oh, you, dude! I put that in the um in the in the bomb chat. Have you watched it? Is it not the most absurd, most um like? Is it not the craziest thing you've ever seen? So for context, guys, um. Last year, uh, Ethiopia um, had some New Year celebration, some TV special, like how we do, you know, you know, out here. And mm -hmm. R. Kelly was one of the musical guests. 
And you know, you know that part in every concert where the band is sort of breaking everything down and the dude is, whoever it is, is talking over the music and saying inspirational shit or might just talk about like just stupid, just random stuff. All artists do this shit. R. Kelly gets up there and he's like, you know, I came all the way out here to Africa and Ethiopia and 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 I would I want to meet somebody and you know I want to meet somebody who's single but the problem is I live all the way in, in America and you live in Africa and we got to figure out how to make this work and what? and then he and then you know, I'm going to send y'all this clip I'm going to put it in the basketball buds and then he breaks into song and he goes I got it. Do you have a passport? Do you have your passport? Did, did you did get you your shots? shots? What? Girl, would you like <laughs> to come back? Will you with come Rob back to with America? Rob to America? <laughs> America. Oh I mean, he's a great performer, man. He is doing he's this phenomenal. in Ethiopia. No, like when you guys watch this clip, you're going to lose your minds. Oh I'm t- like, he is sick. He's sick. This like it's to the, it's 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 insanity, dude. I can't even. Oh, I have a tweet dated November twentieth, two thousand thirteen. R. Kelly is the greatest. <laughs> yes. Listen. All right. I I texted Waz about this the other day, man. Like I love R. Kelly. Like I grew up with R. Kelly. All right. Let's just relax here. And, okay. I know. No, I'm just saying. Like not him as a person, but the music. Okay, Jade. I have another. Um, I'm just gonna share one more R. Kelly post. Um. <laughs> My man, um, The Rockwell, he's, he tweeted an R. Kelly track list for one of his latest albums. This is when R. Kelly had ventured into the absurd. And one of the name of the songs is Marry the Pussy. This, like, this is not even, this is not a joke. This is, this is a fact. And, you know, of course, I laughed about that. I just, like, this guy is out of his control. Well, I was in approximately 100 R. Kelly tweets. <laughs> <laughs>